Philip Morris, America's finest cigarette, presents the Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz Show, I Love Lucy. Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast inspired by the makeup that the Russian gymnasts wore at the 1992 Olympic Games. What? Did I ever tell you that when I was five, I had an Olympics-themed birthday party, and one of my parents' friends' sons was like, oh, I'll be the face-painting booth. I like, paid him like 20 bucks or whatever uh-huh. to be the face-painting booth for all the kids. And he really, he leaned in. Like, it was awesome. Like, all these kids had awesome designs. And I looked in the face painting book and I saw this like painted, like very pale, like it was supposed to be like fairy bride style makeup. It wasn't really the Olympics, like Olympic team makeup, but it had like stars near the eyes and like flowers and like vines and stuff. And my mom always, I, I had, there's a picture of me wearing it and my mom always refers to it as like the, the Russian Olympic gymnastics <laughs> team face paint. He really went for it and I was impressed and I thought I looked like amazing yeah. like i thought i looked straight fire <laughs> and i did not all right kate i'm really enjoying watching you go down this nostalgic childhood mm-hmm. memory rabbit hole does this give you some uh clarity and what the whole point of this podcast is no <laughs> my stuff is cool I... <laughs> the difference is i enjoy watching you do it <laughs> you're sick and tired of me doing it yeah, which is fair because this is one of the first times i've ever seen you do it and i do it constantly <laughs> every, every day every, every day. week every minute speaking of kate In a continuation of our ongoing series of shows that aired on Nick at Night, shows from truly well before both of our times, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, a stretch for this podcast, but a welcome one in my mind. Have you ever seen... Um, I don't think I've seen like a full episode of I Love Lucy just because I think it's just so like burned into our cultural brain. I just am surprised. I thought for sure you rarely ever have seen what we talk about. This show is so not just burned in, but it's, it's on. It was on all the time. It's still on all the time. That's interesting. Your house. Your, your parents' house, yeah. when we first got together, there was an I Love Lucy poster. What's yeah. the story behind Everybody that? Everybody likes I Love Lucy. Everybody loves Lucy. Yeah. Was that a thing your mom or your dad really Everybody liked? Everybody thinks Lucy's okay. <laughs> where, um, where did that, what's the story with that poster? I think my mom, my mom did really like I Love Lucy. She really still does like I Love Lucy. But she um, never made you sit through. I think we probably watched like a couple episodes, okay. you know, but nothing. I, I think what sticks in everyone's mind are like the iconic... Which like, go ahead and they list some iconic I love Lucy. Like moments. very like cultural meme yeah. type moments, right? Like you got the the chocolate factory uh-huh. uh, when she stomp of the grapes. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. There's another There's really like famous others. one. No, okay, this is good. We're gonna because we're gonna watch a few of those. You know, most famous like episodes. I think it's it's that that like really sticks in the right. Whether you've seen it or not, because yeah. they would then use those in the advertising. They'd use them on the yeah. poster. I'm, it's interesting that you haven't seen a whole lot of it. That's good because we're gonna we're gonna really dig into I Love Lucy today. So. This is 100% the show I associate most with my memories of Nick at Night. Okay. Because it was just like, 
it was on all the time. They used it heavily in the advertising because it's definitely the most sort of famous and, like you say, sure. sort of cult- culturally memeable of all the sh- like more than Donna Reed. Nobody yeah. talks about the Donna Reed show now. Everybody still talks about She's I Love Lucy. She's a stone-cold fox. We just watched that uh, that movie, didn't we? What was it? Yeah, yeah, Being the Ricardos. Yeah, we just saw that. So it's still in sort of everybody's pop culture memories. Okay, here's the super quick history. That movie, by the way, when I did this research, is a bit inaccurate. So here's here's the true story of oh, being wow. the Ricardos. Tyler's got, he's here. He's here with the research. <laughs> this is journalism, guys. Lucille Ball's career as an actress began in the 1930s. She was starring in a lot of B-movies, and she was even in a Three Stooges short, which as a kid blew my mind. As a child who loved the Three Stooges, my dad really like made me watch a lot of them, and it stuck like I actually enjoyed it. I wasn't like, that, not the Three Stooges. There's one with Lucille Ball, and she's quite a bit younger than we know her on I Love Lucy, but you can tell it's her. Yeah. And I was like, this is the greatest crossover of all time. (laughs) What a weird kid. The Three Stooges and I Love Lucy. In 1933, just as Lucy's career is starting, Desi Arnaz and his family fled Santiago de Cuba, Mm -hmm. right, because of the Cuban Revolution. His dad, Desi Arnaz's dad, was the mayor of Santiago, Mm -hmm. and they were forced out of Cuba at threat of death. Uh, and they end up in Miami, right? Classic refugee situation. They come to Florida. They go to Miami. He goes to school there. And after high school in Miami, Desi begins touring with bands and orchestras as a conga drummer and a singer. Uh, and during these tours, he ends up in New York a lot. He's playing in New York quite a bit while touring around. Mm. So he gets cast in a Broadway show called Too Many Girls. In 1940, they adapt Too Many Girls into a movie. They bring some of the Broadway cast in it, including Desi Arnaz. And they bring some people who weren't in the movie. They cast some extra people in it, including Lucille Ball. They meet making this movie in 1940. They get married in 1940. <laughs> so they meet and get married right away. Kind of a whirlwind. Doesn't necessarily bode well for what ends up happening later in their marriage. But If you do it now on Love is Blind, it's fine. <laughs> Lucy, 90 Day Fiance. Lucy uh, is cast in the starring role in a radio show called My Favorite Husband. Uh, she's the wife. The husband is played by an actor named Richard Denning in 1948. It's based on two novels by Isabel Scott Rorick which are called Mr. and Mrs. Cougat, The Record of a Happy Marriage in 1940 and Outside Eden in 1945. That's adapted into My Favorite Husband. It's so popular, CBS wants to make a TV version of it in 1950, and Lucy puts her foot down and says, I'm not doing this unless my real husband, Desi Arnaz, gets to play my husband on the show. Poor Richard Denning is probably like, what? No, why don't I get to do it? And it was kind of a fight because uh, they wanted Richard Denning, partly because he was on the radio show, partly because Richard partly Denning because was, he was white. Partly because he was white, yeah. Right? So, and this tells you some, some of the stuff you need to know about uh, corporations and things. It's kind of interesting. The main sponsor of the radio show was Jell-O, right? Mm-hmm. Sponsored by Jell-O. Jell-O said, absolutely not. If they cast a Cuban man as the husband married to a white woman, we refuse. So they pull out. And they were replaced by a much more ethical company, Philip Morris Tobacco, who was okay. They're like, we'll sell slow cigarettes on anything. We don't care. Yeah, they had the Flintstones selling cigarettes. Most of the writers of the radio show come on board in the movie. That's who, like, a lot of the sure. main characters were, those writers, and they're based on real people. And most of the early episodes of this new show, which is not called My Favorite Husband, it's called I Love Lucy, uh, are just the radio show, just, like, rewritten for Desi. Uh, and then, obviously, they last so long they get to new stories. As a little mini side note, My Favorite Husband was turned into a TV show with that name with different actors in 1953. I Love Lucy ran on CBS from October 15, 1951 to May 6, 1957. They did six seasons and 180 episodes. Plus, there's a lot of spinoffs and continuations later. Here's just a few. This show is so famous, as you said. There's a lot of, like, little trivia tidbits. Here's some little bite-sized tidbits. Ready? All right. Give me some Give me some bites. William Frawley, who played Fred Mertz, uh, was a super well-known... He was known for being a huge drunk who was super unreliable. Um, and Desi really wanted him, 
And the only way he was able to get cast is that Desi fought for him, but the studio made him sign a contract that forbid him from drinking excessively during the workday. He was still allowed to drink. And he never broke, he never got in trouble. He never showed up sloppy to the set. It was what, the 50s? It was the 50s. <laughs> yeah. You could just show up to work slightly buzzed. Uh, Lucy and Desi produced the show with their own production company, Desi Lou, named after both of them, um, which is a really rare and notable instance at the time of the talent owning their show. So they had creative decision, yeah. you know, final approval. I feel like especially for a woman, and a person of color to yes. own. They shot the show on 35 millimeter film. That was unusual. That's like like shooting a movie almost. Mm -hmm. um, instead of just broadcasting it live, how other TV shows were done. If you broadcast it live, there's no copy of it. Or you're like filming a really crappy copy of a screen with a TV camera. So they're in really high quality, which is the reason it has rerun so much. It's a rare show that they had the foresight to produce it in a way where it could be shown again. And they owned those, so they made money on this forever. Like reruns weren't invented by them, but they're kind of the first notable example of high quality reruns. They had a real studio audience, and you know, people often think that those laughs are fake on shows, but this one was real. And the audience recording from this show was used to make the fake dirt, fake laughter on other shows in oh, the future. They weren't allowed to say the word pregnant on the show when she was really pregnant. They had to say expecting because the word pregnant was gross, I guess, too. Well, they uh, also or shocking. Like twin beds. Like, like how, beds. how could she possibly have gotten pregnant? <laughs> uh, and last little tidbit, and a lot of this is in the movie somewhat, but Vivian Vance, who played Ethel Mertz, was really resentful about how her character was portrayed as so like frumpy compared to Lucy, even though in real life she's only two years older than Lucy kind of made her mad and that uh, William Frawley's 22 years older than her and he's like in the show sometimes he's like you're disgusting you know like she was mad about it and uh, I kind of get it but don't because like she's cast on like the most successful show ever I get it it's her legacy and stuff but speaking of legacy the legacy of this show right after the final season they did an hour-long continuation that is a direct continuation of this show called the Lucy Desi comedy hour or comedy show change names uh, and it did three seasons from 1957 and 1960 they're still playing their characters from this show hmm. They did, uh, she did The Lucy Show, 1962 to 1968, for six seasons on CBS. Not this character, but similar kind of thing. She did another similar show after called Here's Lucy, new character, whose first name is Lucy, from 1968 to 1974 on CBS for six more seasons. So she never stopped. Like, those are all one after the other. She, she worked really hard for a really long time. And then The Revival Show, so that ends in 74. They bring her back in 1986. She died only three years later, so she's really old on this show called Life with Lucy. It was on CBS and only made it one season. It was unsuccessful. Well, because um, she was basically a shambling corpse. Old. But again, none of those three shows, she is not playing this character. Got it. Lucy, uh, what is it, McGillicuddy, that's her maiden name on this show, uh, Arnez or... I don't Ricardo. Remember. Ricardo. Lucy, Ricardo, McGillicuddy. Nick at Night started airing it in 1994. I picked four episodes. This is more than usual for us, but it's so iconic. I was having trouble narrowing it down. Yeah. Here are the four we're going to watch. Lucy does a TV commercial, season one, episode 30. Ricky thinks he's getting bald. Season one, episode three. But that one seems like the best one, and it's not as famous as the yeah. others. Uh, job switching, season two, episode one. And Lucy tells the truth, season three, episode six. Why is this good? Why? It's just legendary. We got to sure. investigate. Yeah. I remember it being really funny. I, I'm hoping, I, I think we're going to still laugh. Yeah. Plus, like... And, like, how old were you when you were watching it? 19, it came on in 1994. I was yeah. three then. I probably, my prime memories of it are from, like, 96, 97, you okay. know? I was very young. And it's interesting that it can be funny to you. Right. And funny to me. And right. funny to my mom. Right. The physical comedy is just, like, she's so funny. And he, the, the, it's just great. They're very yeah. likable characters. Um, side note, mm -hmm. I'm going to track down that NPR piece that I listened to that really was, was good and kind of captured like the essence of why, like I love Lucy is so, uh, Long. Groundbreaking. Oh, groundbreaking because it's like, she doesn't have to be 
feminine all the time. She doesn't right. have like she wants to perform in the club. She she does she isn't perfect. Like she's terrible at singing. Like, right. They don't she, try to make her she, sexy, right? Yeah, they don't right. try to make her sexy, but they also don't try to make her perfect, right? Because yeah. like who else is on the TV right now? Like it's June Cleaver, right? Like it's you know what I mean? It's like all these women who are like boring right. and very much a secondary character and like she is center stage being absolutely wild yeah. and like disobeying her husband all the time doing like wild things where she maybe in point. another space like wouldn't be able to do that right? and like in another show brave of him to play this like not emasculated but not he's not ruling with an iron fist in this yeah. marriage you know so all right uh here's so i do want to show you first a quick nick at night promo to show okay. you that weird nick at night uh tone weird energy that i love so much that helps fill in my memories of the how this show was even though this tone is obviously so different from i love lucy it's the pants that ate fred mertz Although they appear to be typical menswear, these pants are a parasite. Trousers that slowly consume their unlucky host. Fred's appetite increases as he is now eating for both himself and his pants. And once they get a hold of his necktie, they never let go. Watch the eternal struggle between a man and his pants on I Love Lucy, TV's original hit on the place for TV hits, Nick at Night. So this commercial is the pants that ate Fred Mertz. And I have always wondered why his pants were quite so high. Like they are, they are challenging the highest pants woman in West Philly right now. Like they are basically right underneath his breasts. Yeah. Are you more of a... Um... Or Ricky sweet. or a of course a we are Ricky and Lucy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Me disobedient, not great at everything. <laughs> Thinks I'm great at everything. <laughs> Me can't control my can't control my strong-willed wife. Listen, they are like all the names are hilarious. Yeah, the names are very. As funny. we scroll like, through trying to find Lucy, it. thinks Ricky is trying to murder her. I was looking for Lucy does a TV commercial. There we go. Do you know this bit? Vitamina Vegemite. Oh yeah, that's, didn't a, that's another famous. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That's right. It's I like on a fridge one. magnet at every everyone's aunt's house. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me it's not on one of your right. aunt's fridges as a magnet. Right, it's that part of that 50s, like, over, way over uh, done nostalgia. It's like that, maybe a Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. thing. Are you tired of run down a list list? <laughs> Do you pop out a party? <laughs> Are you unpopular? <laughs> well, intro is a bop. This is so soothing. I'm going to fall asleep. This is putting <laughs> me right back in Nick at Night mode, circa the mid to late 90s. Uh, you got like a little Latin rhythm, you know? Love it. This is more nostalgic than like Nicktoon cartoons almost for me. Because <laughs> she is. She's a housewife, just like June Cleaver, <laughs> she's right? She's bad at selling. But she's, she's bad. She's a bad housewife. <laughs> Does Ricky have a wallet chain on also? <laughs> this is watch. I bet you it's a pocket Oh, it's watch. his pocket watch. How many other interracial couples are on TV at this point? I don't think it's any, Kate. This is it. That's why Jell-O refused. I 
Doesn't Jello want to sell? I guess they had to think: Is it better to sell Jello to Nobody non-white even people, likes Jell-O. or is it better to let Jello be known as the white supremacist brand? She's a tall woman. That's true. Look, she's know? taller than Fred. She's taller than Fred Mertz. Like is she and taller she's in than flats. Ricky? I think they're probably eye to eye. These suits, though, have got to go. Look how boxy. <laughs> look how boxy Desi's suit is. It's a wool suit. <laughs> God, look at those pleats. You could, like, cut something with those pleats. I mean, listen, you're a housewife. You're at home. You don't have any kids. Like, what do you do all day? God, like, her timing is perfect. Yeah. She just stuff, does stuff like go, Ugh. Well, she's just, like, not afraid to do stuff with her face. Like, think of even Donna Reed. Right on the Donna Reed show, like she still yeah, she doesn't very she doesn't demure. make like a gremlin face. <laughs> oh my god, their beds are together. They push them together. I like how quickly they are willing to draft the Mertzes into their marital Listen. disputes. He literally just called Fred and said, "I'm not speaking to Lucy right now. I need your help. Come upstairs." And he's so game, he runs right upstairs in a full suit. It's like <laughs> eight in the morning. This is hilarious because like the the Mertzes just like hang out in their apartment all the time, whether invited or not. She's <laughs> that, just so naughty. Like she, I love it. She just sabotage that other girl's job in the commercial that girl might need to eat Listen, she might need this job in the 50s your health tonic could be 23 percent alcohol it would be fine <laughs> her drinking the vitamin vitamina vegemin <laughs> shudders and disgust for a minute a full minute you know it's funny i did not get the tw- alcohol 23 percent alcohol I didn't, right didn't it also looks very viscous. Look at it. It's like it's so interesting that this was a radio show because like ninety percent of oh this my god, is it's funny face. faces it's all and face. body language and big stuff. I didn't realize like as this like very memeable moment, like yeah. this very big cultural moment, like she's just drunk. Yeah, because this totally worked when I was a kid, but yeah, I didn't, yeah. didn't understand the premise. I don't remember this extended sequence of Ricky singing in Spanish. I think they're both very big personalities. And maybe Ricky was just like, let me sing. Hey, she got to do a joke for 25 yeah. minutes straight. They seem like they would be a lot to handle. My hairline is starting to recede, huh? <laughs> oh, honey, that's just a figure of speech. You haven't got anything to worry about. I have to. I'm starting to lose my hair. <laughs> Ricky, don't be ridiculous. My hairline is receding. Look, honey, look. Are you crazy? You should have as much money as you have hair. <laughs> Well, I'm sure this much of my forehead didn't show before. You're not serious. If your hairline was any lower, they'd have to bill you as Ricky Ricardo boy sheepdog. Well, he's thick enough on top. But gee, that hairline. Oh, so your hairline has receded a quarter of an inch. So what? Quarter of an inch? Do you think it's that much? Look at their matching PJs. Look at his hair, too. It's, like, brill-creamed to, to the next century. Yeah, Look at she, it. like, just tasseled it, and it got really tall. Like, it's crazy how long it is. Also, what is that picture of, like, Aaron Burr on their side table? <laughs> I don't know. There is a portrait on the side table of someone in, like, a Civil War uniform, or... Could it be a Cuban thing? Oh, maybe. I like that these two just roast each other, too, relentlessly. Because we know that any hallmark of a good marriage is just roasting each other constantly. Look at those psychedelic roosters on their kitchen island. It's wild. <laughs> Very cool, yeah. Painted on there. Fred and Ethel just let themselves into the apartment. <laughs> Wandered in. Fred's pants are really just next level. They are just, they're up to his eyeballs, basically. So now she's just gonna burn Ricky's scalp. Yeah. To make him stop talking about his hair. Here she is just casually having a midday cigarette in the bedroom. Yeah. What is he working on? He's he's drinking a coffee, smoking a cigarette, and, and reading the newspaper. <laughs> he called and it's like, hey, I'm going to be late. You've I'm working work hard here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
The audience is losing their minds. It's wild. While she cracks eggs over his hair. The audience is gonna burn this studio down. They're absolutely <laughs> it's funny, out yeah. of their minds. She just poured hot mustard all over him. He's screaming. He's all gooey. It's kind of like uh, when Nickelodeon slimes a kid yeah. and everybody loses it. For some reason, people just love this. This seems like something that Gwyneth Paltrow has maybe blogged about. Crack some eggs on your scalp, then you gotta put a stocking over it, let it bake in your heat cap. What's so tough about earning a living? Yeah. Have you ever done it? No, but I could. Ha! I could, too. Ha! <laughs> Listen, holding down a job is a lot more difficult than lying around the house all day long. Lying around the house? Is that all you think we do? Yeah. Well, now, let's be fair, Rick. Every once in a while, they get up and play canasta. <laughs> Lucy just wants some money. It's not her fault. All right, so they're arguing about money, and the Mercers just showed up without knocking, and then they were like, all right, uh, see you later. It's like you two are about to get into a domestic situation. So now it's boys against girls, the earners versus the spenders. All right, so the husbands are alleging that the wives do nothing. <laughs> and spend all their money. All right, so now they're going to change places to prove how easy each of their roles are. For one week, they're going to get jobs, and somehow Ricky yeah. and Fred are going to just not work. Yeah, it's the 50s. God, look at those little tiny juice glasses. I just love that a big part of their marriage is shooting toast at each other. <laughs> We've seen it in like two out of the, two, the four episodes that we're watching. All right, so we think Ricky's cooked this sensational breakfast, but he ordered it from the drugstore downstairs. Because they're poking fun at gender norms, but also seems like so far the point is that gender norms are fixed and true. Ricky can't cook. Uh, let's just zip down to the employment office this morning and get a full-time job that probably can afford to support a whole family. It's post-World War II America. Also, you can begin work today at Kramer's Candy Kitchen. You're hired immediately. Earning the equivalent of like $20 an hour. <laughs> also, this is probably how candy was horrifically made in the 50s. All right, so Ricky is cooking four pounds of rice, one pound of rice per person. They've got a pressure cooker explosion. I think those are real dead chickens yeah. also. There are a lot of seemingly complex props yeah, on this show. Yeah, a lot I, of props. I kind of forgot about how important that is. Even just at one point, Ricky is like telling Fred how much starch to put in like when you wash a stocking and then you get this like flat stocking but they have this rice exploding obviously we're gonna get the chocolate conveyor belt mm -hmm. in a minute there's like a lot going on in the last one all the balding treatments the like you know robotic mm -hmm. massager it's amazing they don't choke on these right. chocolates right like right they're like shooting out of their mouths <laughs> throwing them in her shirt all right so the message was gender roles are fixed and exist for a reason back to the status quo they but acknowledged that they did each, each other's jobs are harder yes. than they thought it, they're doing the very best they can for the 1950s, I think. But hey, I can see why that chocolate scene is on every ant, every, what'd you say earlier? Every ant's, uh... <laughs> Fridge magnet. Yep. It is pretty iconic. I think, uh, I was laughing harder almost, though, at the rice uh, and oh, the yeah. chickens. Absolutely. Uh, that, that moment, I completely forgot about. Everyone knows the chocolates, of course. Ethel was telling us what happened when you told the girls the truth this afternoon. Oh, yeah, they all got a little miffed, but I don't care. I feel wonderful telling the truth. Well, I don't feel so wonderful finding out you hate to play bridge with me. Well, I wouldn't if you'd stop gabbing once in a while. <laughs> Shut up, Fred. You're no rose. I'll say he's not. Yeah. Why don't you buy Ethel a new dress once in a while? 
Yeah, you tell him, Lucy. <laughs> if you weren't such a tightwad, she wouldn't have to go around looking so tacky. Tightwad? <laughs> Come on, let's get out of here. We don't have to be in some... Oh, wait, no. wait a minute, Fred and Ethel. I, I don't blame you for being a little huffy, but after all, we were the ones who forced Lucy to tell the truth. Mm, well, that's right. And besides, a few truthful criticisms will do us all a lot of good. Oh, that's easy for you to say. She hasn't said anything about you yet. Yeah. I think half the time I was asleep just by the sound of the intro. Like, <laughs> like It was so Pavlovian that I was just out. The premise is that Lucy just can't stop lying for fun. <laughs> She's constantly lying. All she does is lie. Like, June Cleaver's not lying. She's, like, lecturing her boys about lying. Yeah. Look, she's out here lying that Ricky's sick. <laughs> He's getting flowers because of it. Here she goes casually smoking again, this time in the living room. Man, Lucy would have loved it now. You know, you could just send a text and be like, look, I'm not coming. You can lie more easily than ever. Mm-hmm. It's like an old vaudeville act, and you can just see all the jokes coming from 10 million miles away, but that's, like, kind of charming. Mm-hmm. They've all bet against her. The Mertzes and her husband have bet that she can't not tell a lie for one day. It doesn't help her that she hates everything. She hates this other woman's furniture. She hates that other lady's hat. Listen. It's extremely I know judgy. That <laughs> In fairness, they're all asking her opinion. That's true. I don't want to know what they did to these babies to get them to uh, act docile back in the 50s. That baby is on drugs. <laughs> you know how they have CBD treats for pets now? No, I think uh, William Frawley over there just gave him a little nip of what he's drinking. He just breathed in his face, actually. <laughs> oh, is she going to roast Ricky and Fred now? I don't know if these uh, two are acting real. now. You know what I forgot to mention in our intro? That they got divorced the minute the show ended. Yeah. The last episodes of the, like, variety Desi Lucy comedy hour, they're, like, crying. You can tell that she's been crying right before they go on. So, yeah, they're fighting right now, and it's, uh... And she just, instead, like, instead of saying something superficial, she's like, Ricky, you're terrified that if I had a chance to do show business that I would run circles around you. And you keep me here at home. I'm a little worried. Because of that. I'm a little worried about what we're watching. You ever seen this bit? They throw knives at her. Oh my god. You were right about the props department. I feel like the props department was hard at work every day. Right. God, her faces are so good. I Love Lucy is a Desi Lou production. Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz will be back next week at this same time. You've seen four I Love Lucys. All right. I would watch this for fun. It's really fun. It's really funny. It's a good show. It's legit good. Yeah. This is like one of the first things that... I know sometimes I'll say that I'll watch something Very for rarely. fun. But I never do. But this, <laughs> this I would watch for fun. I had a great time. I feel so like um, our supercut of, of us talking is just really boring because we're just laughing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hilarious. Loved it. Let me see if I can summarize. Do you? Would you say you love I Love Lucy? I, I actually would say I love Lucy. Here's why I love Lucy. As discussed in the, the beginning and throughout, it's a really revolutionary, I think... Possibly a, one of the original uh, feminist characters on a TV show. Sure. You know, like yeah. she's super duper funny. It doesn't feel like she has to be like feminine and perfect. And she manages to do that, but also to be silly um, and to not maybe be like the perfect homemaker, um, the perfect wife. Like it's just she's always disobedient. She's always lying. <laughs> she herself is remarkable in this mm-hmm. because of that. I think the fact that there's an interracial couple on screen and like a positively represented interracial couple, you know what I mean? Like she's not being stolen. 
by this <laughs> Latino man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Think, yeah, about, think about like how we're portraying like other interracial, yeah. not even couples, but any kind of interracial mm-hmm. relationship at, at this point in television. Usually it's like damsel being stolen mm-hmm. by a person of color. Not great. So I think that that is revolutionary by itself. Sure, you're saying it's important, but yeah. that's great. Is it is it funny? It's hilarious. Mm. It is so so funny. Yeah, I really. Enjoyed I think those. there's the physical comedy element, mm-hmm. right? Of like, there's always like stuff exploding. Like there's wild props, which are really fun. I think that it's also while being funny and like you know they're like roasting each other and stuff. It's also like very sweet, you know. Yeah, even like though it's... we know their marriage is doomed. Oh yeah, it is pretty sweet. Um, they're they're really good together. I mean, yeah. that's why this was such a hit. I think they would be a lot to like be friends with in real life, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I I had a blast. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I think Lucy's face is very funny. Oh yeah. Like she, she pulls, knows it. Like some really great faces. Yeah, the whole bit with the knives at the end of that one yeah. is just her face. That's it. The whole thing is a face. Uh, yeah, it was very fun to go, to dip back into this world. It's like a world that I kind of forgot about a little bit. Like, you know, like we've said over and over again, how it's like so, such a, such a part of a culture. But like all that 50s stuff has faded a lot. And like, we, you joked earlier, it's like on an ant's fridge magnet. But like, that's true. That's the only time I really ever see this stuff anymore yeah. is on a previous generation's like fridge magnet and like kitschy art and, and stuff like that. And yeah, like a metal uh, colorized plaque. <laughs> Yeah, a tin sign or like a poster that would be hanging in your house, you know, to dredge that up from just being this like thing that's in culture to like going back and being like, oh yeah, that's what this is like. It's like even funnier than I remember. It's just a very sweet little world that I feel like we, I spent a lot of time in and I think a lot of people did and it's, it's really fun. That's all. It was very comforting and funny to go back in and it was nice that it wasn't just comforting. It was also very entertaining. And I think very funny. our podcast is called Nostalgia. And kind of anytime I explain it to anybody who doesn't know what it is, I'm always saying how I'm really nostalgic. Katie's not. And if we watch something, you can decide, is it actually good or do you just like it because you're nostalgic? And I think this is a great example where it seems like it's just straight up good. Yeah. Even though like the whole culture is nostalgic about it. Like the entire yeah. country is nostalgic about it. But it's for real good. There's a reason. That's all. It, it's really good. Go watch it. It's just Have such a great time. It's such on a treat. Amazon. Prime. Some of it's on Amazon. Yeah, it's Give not your all there, but a lot of it is. Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey Daddy Bezos. Bezos. Huh. That being the Ricardo's movie, it was fine. His eyes. I just saw today though. There's a trailer for Amy Poehler is putting out a, do- a um like I almost said found footage. I guess that's called archival footage. Uh, and it's like apparently both of them, Lucy and Desi, had re- recorded a lot of audio tapes. Huh. And like later, I think, yeah. in their lives. And she, there's this documentary pieced together from that, and it looks legit good. And they interview like their daughter and stuff. And it's called Lucy and Desi, I think. Anyway, so that might be better. Being the Ricardos was okay, but it, was it wasn't right. wasn't great. All you right. know who was great in it? Uh, you're going to say J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. They were fine. I didn't have beef with Nicole Kidman's performance the way that like a lot of the critics did, but. Well, they have so much beef. Like a lot of things, I don't know why they had beef. I'm changing subjects. Like a lot of things, I think I'd rather just watch I Love Lucy than watch 
sure. the movie depicting the Aaron Sorkinized version. I like Aaron Sorkin, but the Aaron Sorkinized How version dare you say we don't like of Aaron like Sorkin one so. crazy week on the set. My whole life's an Aaron Sorkin. Uh, <laughs> I know. Long shot. You know, know. what is life but one long hallway shot by Aaron Sorkin right. and then you die. We've gone on long enough. Yep, saying the t- Giving our extremely hot take that no one else would ever dare say. I love Lucy is good. Next month we'll get another Nick at Night. We're on a good, uh, I think we're on a good schedule here where approximately once a month we squeeze a Nick at Night episode out. Routine is important for healthy it, development. It <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this, listeners. I hope there's other uh, 90s kid adults out there now who, who also have this double layer nostalgia for a show like this that is old, was nostalgic for everyone else. Anyway, enjoy the double decker nostalgia there. Uh, We'll be back next week with something that's not from the 50s. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm sure it'll be great. Do you think this double decker nostalgia is more like a Napoleon with like the layers of cream and pastry or more like an eclair, which is like so just like you got the outside nostalgia and then you got the inside nostalgia? Send us an email, nostalgiaatawl.com. Go to our website, www.nostalgia.org. Uh, Katie, I, I don't know how to answer your question. I'm sorry. I'd like to think of it more as an eclair, but it's possible that I'm just craving an eclair. Do you do a Lucy impression? Do you have one? <laughs> I like when she goes, ew. Uh, uh, uh. No, because there's the famous, like, wah, when she, like, Yeah, wah. she didn't do that in either of these, no, did she? No, but I, she, did, she did this she a went, lot. She goes, Ew. And you can't see this, but her whole mouth yeah. it, it comes up into yeah. a weird, like almost like a Rick and Morty esque shape. It's like a, um, it's like a picture card depicting disgust. Yeah, it's perfect. Ew. All right, stop, stop making the noise. Lucy. Yes, dear. Give me a cigarette, will you, hon? Don't say cigarettes. Say Philip Morris. Oh, is there any other kind? Not for you, there isn't. <laughs> Nothing but the best for Mr. Ricardo. Lucy, you're so good to me. You see how easy it is to keep a man happy? Why not give your husband a carton of Philip Morris cigarettes? Smart move. He'll love them for their mildness, their smoothness, and their wonderful good taste. And he'll love you, too, for thinking of them. That's right. Good night, everybody. And don't forget, call for Philip Morris. <laughs>